0: are listening to the Strong Powers podcast. A podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith to culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong.
1: Welcome back to another Strong Towers podcast. This is John Ackerman with me as always, Tom Edwards, Mike Lara, and sticking around for another conversation, our good friend who just won't go home because it's way too far away, Sean Ludiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, so, if you caught the last episode, we had Sean on to talk about, you know, what it's been like to have a group of guys together, um, what it's maybe looking like as you know, Sean considers starting his own group. And as we continue to maintain this brotherhood that we've that we've created over the years, and it was honestly, for me at least, it was a really hopeful episode. Uh, just because when you realize the the amount of time and effort and energy that we've put into crafting these relationships, you realize that they're they're not as fragile as you sometimes think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's real easy to have things like you know a, a big move or a job change or just you know geographical distance, create this feeling like, man, everything's over. And it's just so cool to, I mean, I'm the virtual one right now and you guys are all sitting around a table together and it's just so cool to to maintain this connection, right? I mean, it's it's genuinely hopeful for me. And Mike had actually brought up this topic a few weeks ago, um, you know, the, the reality that spring is coming, right, after, I mean, okay, let's be honest. As a recovering Midwesterner, I have never yet had a bad winter in Virginia. <laughs> um, and even amongst bad winters in Virginia, I feel like this one does not crack the, the top 10. Uh, there was no epic snowfall. There was no long sustained bitter cold. I'm not even sure if that ever happens. But I mean, winter's still winter. And however much you love the outdoors and if you ski or make snowmen or whatever, like there's still this, this sense somewhere around January or February, like I'm done. I'm done, and it's time for spring. And you know, as Mike was talking about, you know, we all now live out in the west end of the county, which is a little bit more rural. Life's a little bit slower. There's a little bit more green. Like you can't help but have this conversation of spring is coming and the hope that comes with it. And so getting to have this conversation, you know, Tom, Mike, and Sean on the hope that this creates in me with the continuation of our friendships and this brotherhood, and the hope of spring and the hope of this particular spring coming at the end of the 14 months of 2020 and counting. I don't know just it felt like this is a really good thing to talk about. This idea of hope after a long wait or hope on the front end of something new that's maybe a little bit uncertain. Um, And so I guess we kind of start with this idea of you know, every year we get spring, thankfully, but it feels like every year around January or February, this there's still this question of spring is coming, right? Or you get like fake spring, yeah. yeah, where especially here in Virginia, you get like that one rando day in January or February where it's 70.
2: We've had that on it on Christmas a couple back. times, right. <laughs> like-
1: Right, it just it teases you, right? That that false hope of maybe we're through it and then it just comes back and sucker punches you. Yeah. Or again in this past year of the endless 2020 and COVID and maybe things are getting better, right? Good things are coming, right? And then you just get gut punched again. And so I guess the first part is like let's just park here for a second. Is that how it's felt for you guys? Has there been maybe this toying with hope or has there been this series of gut punches of, man, I really thought things were getting better and it turns out not so much?
0: Yeah. So the Southern California guy here is going to go ahead and talk about spring. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, what's funny is I, I, I think spring gets too much credit, right? Everybody talks about the new life and green and everything. Like you talk about spring, looking forward to it and, one of the uh, things that I heard a while back is like I was like, oh, man I can't wait to plant grass seed in the spring and everybody's like what do you you know what are you talking about you got to do that in the in the fall and I'm like what no it's spring that's when things grow and they're like yeah but you build roots you do the work during the fall and during the winter months and then you reap that during spring and that's when the grass and that's when everything comes up green and everything yeah. you know so it's like the work is done during fall and then you see that benefit from spring and so when I think about spring, I joke about it getting you know all the all the credit, but that's where you that's where you see the bow at the end of that cold, that I don't want to say misery misery, but the things aren't coming right. the mm. The not seeing the life, but you're not always seeing the work that's being done underneath, right? Mm. Kind of like that duck analogy of you know, right. calm on top, kicking like hell in, underwater, right? So I, I think when I think of spring, my mind has shifted a lot to to it is that sigh of relief is that deep breath from all that anticipation all that weight and all that work yeah and i think
2: the the hope that you were mentioning john is just um you know i, I think spring is that hope realized yeah you know like mike is go. saying yeah you know the you get through winter and you you know every year it's going to turn green and then when it finally starts to turn green and you're, you just, you just kind of breathe that, that, uh, that outdoor, it just feels different being outside. It just, um, you know, the, the air is a little
0: warmer, maybe a little, um, more humid. Um, we get an extra hour of daylight that your kids don't want to sleep. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And then we decided to record a podcast on spring on the night that it's going to snow in March. I know. Um, (laughs) Fake spring. Yeah. Fake spring. You know, but I think there is, there's, there's, there's this anticipation, you know, the, the first flowers start popping and you can see the trees start budding and you're like, okay, like we're going into this time. I'm going to be able to be outside, especially after the last year. You know, I feel like everybody is, is, uh, itching to, to get out and do stuff. Um, because I know for a lot of people, um, outdoor activities and, and whatnot was, was their way of, uh, dealing with quarantine and right, isolation yeah. and all that. And then winter hits and you're like, okay, crap. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> now I actually got to be inside. Yeah. Um, you know, so this year in particular, being able to be out, um, in some better weather and, and spend some time outside, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And so Um, bring on the spring. I'll give it credit. It's fine.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I am absolutely ready for it to be warm. (laughs) I am in a a household of nine people, you know, with newborn twins. So to, to be able to have it be warm and get the kids out of the house, um, it will be a nice, nice peaceful moment for me. I want
0: to, I want to just touch on one thing real quick before we continue on with spring. My wife has signed me up for this thousand hours outside thing oh. because your wife has got her into that. So like
3: yeah. it
0: was cold the last couple of weeks and we've been outside trying to get these hours in. And I'm like, can we just make up for that during spring? Can yeah. we just do double time summertime. during spring, yeah. summertime? Yeah. Cause it is cold right yeah. now and, and I'm not made for this weather. Oh, she
3: tracks it hardcore. She does. And I've she, seen the charts and everything. She's like, get outside now. <laughs> I feel like... Can you
2: like cheat and be like we're going to set up a tent in the backyard and all those hours count. Sometimes <laughs> you know, I
3: might add an hour or two. She might listen to this so she's going to know now up. But, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, rounding up. There you there go. It's like totally. 10 minutes outside and be like we were outside for 2 hours. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. <laughs>
0: No, but I, I think that's that's important, right? I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that you're talking about is is looking forward. We're all excited about spring, right? I you know I say yeah. give it too much credit, but I'm 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 ready to put the jackets away. Like I, I put them away last week, and now I'm pulling them back out. So
2: or even the running, right? Like yes, you don't have to go running in twelve layers of clothes yes, anymore. Yes,
0: yes, I actually messed up and wore a long sleeve and a shirt and uh, a beanie, and I kept feeling something like I was like a twitch. And I went to press my ear, and sweat came out of my being. I was like, oh, I am sweating because I'm so hot right now because I'm wearing winter clothes, and it's like 70 out right now.
2: That's good. Sorry, John. We totally derailed your <laughs> yeah, serious so sorry. conversation no, honestly, about
1: hope. It's, and... it's perfect because, I mean, th- this this is what's needed. Yeah. right? We need these moments of this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what I'm hoping for. yeah, right? Even if it's just something – as seemingly insignificant as I can't wait to get rid of the jackets and not run in 12 layers, right? There, There's the inevitability of spring that I think sort of pulls us forward into hope mm-hmm. year after year. Mm-hmm. And yet again, and again, we don't want to go crazy with the COVID, but I feel like even pre-COVID every year, we kind of have to re-engage our hope and our excitement for what's coming, right? It's easy to get beaten down with routine and schedule and busyness and, and things like that. And it's essential to be able to pause and think about things that are just a little bit ahead that seem to promise some sort of life or restoration, right? Or peace or joy or whatever the case is, right? And If we're being honest, in this last year in particular, it seems like for a lot of people, it's been tougher to find those things. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was a lot of hope heading into New Year's that 2021 was like you you just kept hearing that you couldn't get away from it. Right. Twenty twenty one is going to be different. Twenty twenty was supposed to be a great year. That year sucked. Let's never speak of it again. Twenty twenty becomes a curse word for the next several generations. Twenty twenty one, the new year. That's that's where our hope is. And man, did that get stolen real quick, Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. (laughs) Right. And one of the things that I noticed was it just, it seemed like the hope that had just started to, to come back up as we hit the holidays in 2020 and started to ease into 2021, those glimmers of hope just seemed like they got dashed for a lot of people. Yeah. Man, I'm just, I'm not going to hope anymore. Hmm. I'm just going to shelve a whole bunch of things and I'm just, I'm going to let life surprise me again with some sense of normalcy or things getting better. And one of the things I was realizing was that'll kill you. Yeah. Like that'll just crush your soul real fast. And so one of the things that it felt like is good for us, you know, collectively as humanity and especially now is to intentionally do some hoping because it's essential, right? It's the inevitability of spring helps us get through the last remnants of winter. Yeah. Right. And so even now with this, you know, air quotes, winter of COVID that just does not want to seem to relent, right? There's a necessity, I think, to move intentionally towards hope.
0: Yeah.
1: Without knowing when that's going to be available. And so one of the things I was just curious about is what are you willing to let yourself hope for? Like, what are the things that you're looking forward to that may not necessarily have a timestamp on it of when you know it's available, but like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What project do you want to start? Like what, what are you hoping for? What are you excited for regardless of when it gets to happen?
0: Yeah. No, I'm glad you, I'm glad you bring it and, and, and put it that way because um, hoping was, I did get burnt a little bit this year, right? I mean, even even having kids and trying to explain to them like, hey, we are going to go do this or, you know, um, we're going to go to Disney or we're going to go visit family or we're going to go to all these different places. And then at sometimes just not sure if all those things are going to get realized, right? Like yeah. I don't know how many times, like even recently, like I've told um the boys, hey, baseball in the spring, baseball in the spring. And then mm-hmm. Janelle giving me a look like, Hey, don't don't promise them baseball when mm-hmm. we may not right, have it. And yep. Kellen's out there hitting the ball. Jonah's out there hitting the balls like nonstop off the tee. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, just give them. This is they're they're looking so forward to this. Yeah. They have hope. They're still you know they're still excited about this. Don't rob them of that, right? And so spring does bring that 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 hope back alive for me and i think that's that's great i think one of the things i'm i'm looking forward to is is traveling is 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 visiting family is is baseball i'm looking forward to baseball i'll say it i i I love baseball so i'm I'm looking forward to all those things yeah we
2: were actually just talking about if the uh the local team is going to be back this summer yeah yeah i know
0: so do i yeah
2: yeah i think travel is definitely one um you know, uh, going to see my folks down at the beach um, is something that we're looking forward to, and, and hopefully, we'll get realized in the next couple of weeks here. Um, but one thing that that we've actually been looking forward to, uh, at least like a, I would say, a year, maybe longer, um, since the you know COVID hole, um, is uh, I have a, I got a big birthday, and we have a big anniversary coming up this year uh, in the summer, and so we were hoping to. to um, do like a big trip somewhere. And so that's another one of those things is like, ah, is that, are people going to be doing that? Yeah. You know, this summer, like what's that going to look like? Um, you know, so then, so it feels like we just, we keep pushing that plan out, you know, that the hope keeps getting deferred. Um, but it, it's still there that, that we're looking forward to being able to do, um, uh, that, um, you know, and figure out, who's willing to babysit four kids. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but, but travel is definitely, uh, is definitely on the list for us as well.
3: Yeah. Travel is, is on that list for me as well. We have, uh, I love Disney. I'm wearing goofy socks right now. Uh, and the guys are making fun of me for it, but I love Disney. Uh, we always go to Disney at least once or twice a year. Um, and every time I look forward to it, Ashley, is super in depth on organizing the trips and plans everything out and I love it. I don't have to do anything. I just show up and enjoy every moment of it. And, uh, you know, with the new twins, I'm excited to see their faces, uh, you know, when they go. So uh, it's always a joy to see, uh, kids see what they perceive as, well, which, which is uh, TV turn into reality, uh, in front of their eyes. Um, yeah. So,
2: Yeah, it's cool. John, how about you?
1: Oh, I mean, it's definitely travel as well. (laughs) Uh, And you know, Tom, like you, Brooke, and I, uh, you know, this is ten years for us this year, and so early into twenty nineteen, we were already looking ahead to, you know, to this year as you know we're gonna we're gonna forego some trips, we're gonna sacrifice so that we could do something big, you know, for our ten year anniversary in April of twenty twenty one, and you know like we're not the only ones that that missed out on something like that yeah but you know that that was hard but continuing to insist on hope with that one of we're going to get to do something and we're going to we're going to make sure that we do something to commemorate this um you know my wife's happy place is the beach and that that's always part of any year for us uh and for me my happy place Can be at the beach, but I'm happier in the mountains, (laughs) and yeah, and and not East Coast mountains, but like West Coast mountains, yeah, and real mountains, real mountains, right? Um, And so, just you know, things that we've not gotten to experience, but that we're we're unwilling to surrender the hope of soon. Um, but I mean, even just and again, my my introversion, I feel like has flourished. Over the last year, um, but I am so looking forward to large group gatherings, mm. and you know, again, in the last episode, we talked about this brotherhood that we've created, this this intimate community of, you know, not just guys but families, and the the deep friendships that we have within this circle, and I mean, we were so good in the last few years about whether it was major holidays or just ridiculous excuses to all get together. I mean, it was just, it was a blast to have those moments. And, you know, I am actively looking forward to resuming those kinds of things whenever we can, however we can. But I think with a new sense of anticipation and excitement, um, Definitely some truth to you. Don't know what you have until it's gone. And I mm-hmm. think there's there's been a lot of value in, in recognizing that over the last year. And um, So yeah, those are those are definitely high on the list for me.
0: Mm-hmm. John, do you feel that I know you're always saying there's always the next project, right? There's always the next thing on your list of 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 house projects and thing to do, but there's gotta be something about the spring that just like, hey, now I can get back to, to working outside and, and and doing some more things. What's on, what's next on your list for the house?
1: Oh, spring is dangerous for me because <laughs> you're right. I mean, it shifts my focus outdoors at a time when I still really need to be working indoors on the house. Like, I've got drywall to hang. Nice, yeah. And then tape and mud. And all I want to do is be outside right now with a chainsaw. <laughs> and, oh, it's, it's so hard, but it's just there, – there's something about – the emergence of all this new life. And again, I did not grow up a country kid, suburbanite through and through. And so, you know, the the intentional landscaping that other people did that I just got to casually walk by and recognize as generically a flower um, has, you know, no pun intended, but blossomed into something (laughs) new out here where I now know flower species and have an understanding of when in the year I can expect to see them. And so as Brooke and I take walks out here, Like we're seeing the the first centimeters of daffodils and irises and, you know, even before that, the snowdrops that were popping up and it's just my awareness of life in all its different, you know, forms and facets has just been magnified out here and it it, it makes me, I don't know, it makes me feel more alive and so yeah, Mike, I just, I want to be, I got. I don't know, a dozen dead trees that I need to fell and split. And there's more landscaping that we want to do. I want to plant a peach tree this year. Um, I need to learn how to cultivate the, the pear and apple trees so that we get more than just a couple of them. And then those all get stolen by the squirrels and the deer and the bugs and everything else. Uh, yeah, I just, I want to spend days and days and days and days and days working outside and but I also really want a bedroom to sleep in. After sleep. <laughs> so, priorities.
0: What about you, Mike? You always have a project going. I know. I was just thinking about that right now. It's like I've been, I had, um, I just took down the Christmas lights the, like last week when it was warm because I've always, I had the excuse the whole time that it was, it was too cold and, or it was too windy. Yep. Um, but no, we actually, we actually started, um, we got a patio paved right, be, or a, a, mm. a laid out right before the uh, winter kicked off. And so now I got to go out there and you know, dig around and clean it all up because it, it's just all torn up. So um, that and – I was going to sound real nerdish. We're we're building an RC track in the backyard. And so me and the boys are out there digging and throwing rocks together. And it's just – It looks it, sick. It was fun. It was fun. And we were out there. We're, we're laying all this stuff out. And it's just like it, it, it feels good to be outside. And, and mm-hmm. I, the funny thing is going back to, um, you know, that anticipation. For weeks now I've been telling the boys we're going to go outside and build – this crawler course. Like we're going to go outside and, and I could see like, like Jonah, especially, you know, he likes to, you know, envi- like envision things. And he was just staring out the window, like, man, I'm going to move that rock right <laughs> there. You know, I'm like, all right, but as soon as it gets warm, as soon as it gets, as soon as it gets warm, we're going to be able to go out there and do that. So, um, yeah, I think, I think just, you know, between thousand hours outside and, and, uh, and RC crawler courses and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, riding bikes too. That's another one that I'm looking looking mm-hmm. forward to. So, yeah. How yeah. about, how about you projects, projects wise? Cause you're, you're kind of like in a similar, similar boat, right? You have some stuff you want to get done with the, with the outside. I know we've talked about, uh, uh, creating, uh, a uh, man space or oh, yeah. riding space yeah. and that, stuff and dreams. And
2: yeah, that, I mean, that would be an awesome project. Um, yeah, we, we've got, uh, so that the house that we moved to has a bunch of like, um, old stone foundations from old outbuildings and whatnot on the property and um but then there's there's out by this creek that that uh, the kids are playing in all the time, and so that's one of the nice things about being warm too is like, yeah, yeah, go outside, get muddy, get mm. you know um, and then come back when it gets dark um, but uh there's this concrete pad that's out there uh, that that I'm sure they used for something. Um, you know, you can, there's some, there's some old hardware sticking out of it and, and whatever rusty bolts. And so it must've been used for something. Um, and my plan was originally, um, when we, we even first looked at the property, I was like, that'd be a cool spot for just like one of those pergola things, mm. you know, a little oh, sun yeah. shade yeah. and some chairs, um, out by the, um, by the Creek. Um, yeah, but now I'm, I'm stuck on this vision of like a, a writer's shack, you know, with a wood stove in the corner and, <laughs> Um, so hopefully we'll get there someday, but, uh, um, I, you know, I'm just looking forward to, um, being able to be outside and, um, working, working outside, working in the the shed. Um, you know, I have a little workshop out in the uh, shed out back. Um, and, uh, I was actually telling John the other day, um, Right in the fall, I was like, I'm, I need to learn how to dovetail. Like, I need to figure out dovetailing and you know to put drawers together or build a couple of simple boxes or whatever. Just um, you know, so I can do something a little bit better than nail it and and glue it together and whatnot. Um, and I just started to to figure that out when I feel like the the cold of the winter really set in, and I'm like, I'm not going to spend any time out in the shed outside. Um, so I actually have been really looking forward to to it being warm enough out now. Um, to be able to spend that time outside, um, and just so for me, something about um, like the smell of fresh chips is just <laughs> is. I mean, I mean, some people I know it's it's grass, yeah, you know, grass. being able to mow the grass, um, is is uh, <laughs> just one of those smells that's like. Uh, but for me, like fresh wood chips coming off the saw is just awesome. I love <laughs> it. I'll just sit there and, and just saw things that don't need to be cut. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just that smells great. How about you, Sean?
3: um well, as John is doing the manly thing and pretty much rebuilding his house. I'm having people build my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's wisdom right there, yes. my friend <laughs> so i'm I'm really looking forward to that project being complete so that we can move into um you know our new home and a thing that we started prior to moving was. We, uh, we set up a, a projector screen into our garage so that we could start inviting neighbors over, um, and kind of having, uh, you know, communion with them, like hanging out with them, yeah, um, yeah. sharing, uh, sharing just stories, life, uh, and learning about our neighbors. So, um, I'm really looking forward to bringing that back. Like we had it where we were and now we're moving and I want to reestablish that. Um, and another, uh, big project that I'm looking forward to probably hopefully for years to come is again, John is an amazing journaler and I am not and I decided to start a project at the beginning of this year to, um, do vlogs, like record myself talking to, um, a camera, um, on how, you know, Jesus is impacting my week. Yeah. Um, how, how I am, uh, you know, as a father with my kids, uh, my relationship with my wife, um, and how, how just we're doing things. And, and the goal is to continue that, you know, once a week so that, you know, years, 20 years, 10 years down the road, um, you know, my kids will be able to look back on these videos and hopefully gain wisdom from it. And that's awesome. You know, maybe in that moment, go, man, that's what dad was doing. That's what he was trying to teach me. You know, obviously yeah. I'm not going to do everything perfect, but, um, I, I've, been doing it every week since i started and i'm i'm loving it and i'm hoping that i continue
2: that's a really cool that's project
3: awesome. yeah i like that
2: it's better than a shed <laughs> <laughs>
1: no it's as good as there you go there you just go just as good as
3: <laughs> sheds are awesome <laughs>
1: oh and i can't help but notice just as we're sharing these things and listening to each other share this like I feel good. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's like, even though none of these things are happening right now, like, it, it is fun to think about this. Mm. And I realize the stakes are a little low on some of this. There, again, we have the inevitability of spring. We have the, like, you're going to get outside. Right. There, there's there's maybe going to be minor delays, you know, Mike with the patio, but the patio is going to get done. The RC course is going to happen. You know, Tom, the weather's going to get warm. You're going to be able to get out there in the shed and and let the wood chips fly. And um, and so things like that, I feel like maybe that feels like safer hope. Hmm. Hmm. But I feel like the last 14 months or so. And again, I realize it's only 12, but. If we can round up, right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like the last twelve months have shown us that there's also times where hope just feels really cruel because you don't have a convenient calendar date or seasonal shift as a promise of things will change. Yeah. And so there is the ancient wisdom of "this too shall pass," right? That, that that's that's just a guarantee, right? Everything that's good, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be good forever, unfortunately, but everything that's bad will at some point stop being bad, right? Things will get better. Things will get worse. It's one of the the great certainties in life, except we just don't know when and how it's going to happen. And so one of the things I was wondering about hope, just to kind of take it next level, how do we hope when things aren't getting better? Like how, how do we hope in the midst of difficulty without the convenience of a timestamp at the end, right? We know spring's coming mm. wherever we're at in winter. And so that maybe feels a little bit easier to hope. It's not like spring's not going to come, but what are some of the things that maybe you feel like you've just been hoping for, for a really long time. And it's getting harder to sustain that hope. And how do we do that?
2: I think part of it has to be, um, the weight of, if that's the right phrasing, but the, the weight of what we're hoping for, like, what is the hope resting in? Is it, is it something, uh, you know, trivial, like, you know, getting out to the, the woodshed and, and using some tools or, um, you know, are, are we hoping for like Sean's uh, video project of, of like actually having creating a legacy, yeah. um, you know, and, and so it feels like it's it's just easier to um, ride the hope out or ride the need for hope out when uh, the impact of whatever it is we're waiting for
0: is, is that much bigger. I think the immature part of hope that I always have to try to check myself or come back to a point of is that things will get better when... Right. Like mm, I'm, yeah. I'm like I always get to this immature motion that, hey, I just have to get to that point yep. in my life. I just need to have this much money or I just need to be able to my kids when my kids get to this age, um, things will get that much better. And that's that's I've realized that that's really the immaturity of, of of using hope and twisting hope in a way of of just writing things out. If I look at hope and know that um, I'm also not just waiting it out, but putting in the work and having the faith that things are going to get better. I think that's where I, I, I see myself switching my perspective from, from I just need this to be better off. Right. Yep. And um, I think oftentimes that that can be a hard line for some of us, especially with, like you said, John, how much, um, you know, hoping has, has, has hurt some people in the past. Right. And, and, and really kind of teeter along that line of hope and faith and, mm-hmm. and, and, Like I said, immaturity and and maturity on those on those topics. Mm So, um, definitely one of the things that I continue to look at is is what am I hoping out for, and that and not forgetting
1: the journey to get me there as well.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's
1: good. Because it's interesting how much bigger suddenly it feels like that category of hope gets. Yeah, you now start getting into the hopes for a meaningful relationship. Yeah, right, or meaningful work, or a family or, you know, some of those bigger things that you really can't put a timestamp on and mm-hmm. say with absolute certainty on this date, surely by this point, this will happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: What, what do we do with things like that? How, how do we sustain hope? How do we maintain hope for some of those really big things that, in many cases, feel like further out of our control?
2: I mean, I'm trying to not just go down the, like, super cheesy, churchy route. So but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but really, I'm like, I'm like what I'm a, let, let go and let God, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but at the end of the day, like, where you know, where is the hope coming from? Yeah. Um. You know, what is it, what is it that we are hoping for? Uh, and, you know, to sort of revisit what I said earlier about, about the weight of uh, whatever it is that we're hoping for, Um, you know, is this something that's been promised? Yeah. Yep. And, and where, you know, can I put my faith in that this has been promised? And so it's going to happen. Um, if it, if it hasn't happened yet, if, if we're still waiting, if, um, you know, John, like you were saying, like, maybe there is not an end date and, um, it just sort of is out there as, as, um, you know, this ideal, um, I think, you know, can I, can I maintain hope in the face of, of the promise that has been made? Um, and there's, there's a lot of levels of those promises too. You know, the, the Bible obviously goes through, um, scripture lays out a whole bunch of promises of God, but then there's also promises that he makes to us in particular. And, um, you know, can I, can I maintain my hope through that faith
0: in the one who has made the promise? of the fact that you say that word promise is really where it comes down to right like I don't know how many conversations I've had with with Kellen where it's but you promised I could do this it's like I, I never promised like we never said yes and and how many times I've gone to the father and said but you've but did you did you promise or did I just did I just assume right and so um, I think that's like you said that's key is to is to go back and 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 have faith in the promise that if it was promised and it was told it was something that you believe is is for you then it is right
1: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like too the list of things that i'm willing to hope for that hard starts to shrink down real fast yeah 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 and like you were saying Tom i mean you know it it starts to depend very much on what that thing is that we're hoping for and what we feel like, you know, the degree to which a promise has been made or that this hope will actually be fulfilled. Right. I I mean, I remember thinking, you know, obviously one of the, the big hopes that I have is that we'll get to have kids one day. And I remember thinking early on in this now 10 year journey, surely by the end of this year, whatever this calendar year happened to be, surely like I couldn't imagine a life where that didn't seem plausible and then you know year after year the hope goes unrealized Um, but it was similar with our hope for a house like the one that we have now I mean we so badly wanted to get out of suburbia and and have a place that had lots of elbow room and it just it felt impossible and there were so many days where it just felt like the smart thing to do was kill the hope save up some money, buy a bigger house down the street in suburbia and call it good enough. And, and it was interesting how we learned to have the endurance to hope well. And, you know, we talk a lot about running on this podcast. I feel like eventually we're going to have to be honest and call it a running podcast. (laughs) But um, one of the things that I've realized is I think a lot of people hope like they sprint, regardless of whether or not you're fast. I mean, the basic premise of a sprint is run as fast as you possibly can for a known, hopefully short distance. I mean, even those crazy 800-meter people, right, it's it's still relatively short. But for some of these hopes, you know, relationship, job, family, the, the dream home, I mean, some of these are just not going to be sprints. Mm. And if, if you run a marathon, like a sprint, I mean, good God, your heart's going to burst yeah. and your legs are going to fail and you're going to be, you know, collapsed on the side of the road going, what did I do? And I feel like one of the, the hard lessons that I've had to learn about these kinds of hopes was, I mean, you got to pace yourself, but you still got to run. Maybe not sprint. I mean, definitely don't sprint. <laughs> when, it, when you figure out that this is not going to be a short race, I mean, you got to check your pace a little bit, but you also still have to run.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: And, you know, you look at the way that some distance runners do stuff like this. I mean, Mike, I've learned a lot from you and Zach with the ultra training, you know, but things like, um, you know, running a slow pace and then walking hills. I mean people people hate running hills. That's just that's murder. And you know integrating the wisdom of when you hit some of those brutal stretches, keep moving, but don't kill yourself. Like go a little bit slower, but keep yeah. moving. And then when you hit some of those easier stretches, run a little bit faster. And I found that to be a really really good parallel for hope. Mm. That I feel like sometimes we do the, we do the opposite with hope, just like we do with running. Like I need to run up that hill to prove that I'm strong or that I'm getting stronger. And you know, the same with the hope that at the absolute lowest that you're feeling, where it seems like the future is just an impossibility, like you push yourself to the max and you burn out quickly. And it, I don't know, just it feels like hope is so essential that you have to be able to sustain a pace. You do have to keep moving, but it's almost unkind to to super speed your hope yeah it's as unkind to do that as it is to just bury it
0: yeah so as we get ready to wrap up this conversation and as we think and just kind of look back on our last season winter and you know maybe it's a longer season for most of us right maybe maybe for you it was a little bit longer than than just the last three months the last four months and it's been all of 2020 right maybe as we look forward to spring and and what's next um you reawaken some of those hopes, some of those dreams, some of those promises, and uh, and allow yourself to hope again because it's important. It's important to hope. It's important to dream. It's important to have those things to to keep you moving forward. So. Thank you again for joining us, Sean. Thanks again for coming out and staying with us for the second one.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me,
0: John. Thank you for this conversation and the Star Wars reference and A New Hope because yeah, I, I love that. And and again, we uh, we appreciate you guys and hopefully we can continue this conversation on the uh, on the Facebook page. So until then, we'll see you guys later. <laughs>
2: Before you go, we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strongtowers for your chance to score some Strong Tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.